Praise the Lord. Beloved, the general theme for our loyalty month is obedience, key to divine multiplications. But for this year's Father's Day, we are told that our theme and topic is encouragement from divine multiplications, key of relationship. That is to say, for today's meeting, we shall be looking at keys of or key of relationship. The past two Sundays, the first one was empowerment for divine multiplication. And uh, under empowerment, you need discernment. So the believer is empowered with the spirit of discernment to be able to move forward. And just last Sunday, we, we looked at sacrifice as an enrichment to divine multiplications. But like I said, this morning we shall be looking at relationship as a key to divine multiplications. Praise the Lord. So what is relationship? We have it this way. It is the way in which two or more people are connected. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 says, Though we are many, we are one body in Christ. It also says that it is the way, that's relationship, it is the way two or more people or groups behave towards each other. And finally, we define it as relationship can be said to be the state of being connected by blood or marriage. So we shall be looking at this topic from two fundamental aspects. Number one, we have this relationship as touching our relationship with God. That's the one we call the vertical relationship. And number two, we have relationship with people. That's the horizontal relationship. But the beauty of this thing is that when you put both together, the vertical one and the horizontal one, you see the cross. Praise the Lord. And you discover that you cannot do any. In fact, our Christianity will have amounted or will amount to nothing without the cross. Praise the Lord. In looking at the relationship with God, beloved, we must come to understand that without God, we are nothing. And elsewhere, the Bible puts it this way, that it's only a fool that will say that there is no God. We also acknowledge that some people call themselves atheists. And they want to begin to argue. And uh, when we were in secondary school, they were telling us about the Big Bang Theory. 
And when you meet an atheist, he wants to begin to argue along that line. But what cost the big bank? He will tell you something, something happened and there was that. What caused that something and something that happened? For all that I care, they can go on and keep arguing to tell you something cost one thing. But who caused that thing that caused the thing? And so you finally, you, in fact, you can tell them, look, we can, let's reason together. I won't use my Bible. But let's tow your own line. And then we'll say at the end of the day, you will discover that there is an unmovable mover. And that is God. And that's the God you and I were serving today. This relationship exists between God and man. That's the vertical one. We as human beings must defer to God whether we like it or not. On your own, you cannot do anything. That we are alive today is because God kept you, God kept me. Many started with us this year. Many have gone. Many woke up this morning. Five minutes into waking up, they are gone. We've heard of situations where a man conducted the usual devotion with his family. And while he was waiting to take his bath, let me just rest a little while. And by the time Madam came back, hey, honey, come on. The man, was, the man is gone. But he kept you, he kept me. And so we must defer to him. Praise the Lord. But you see, God is the, ben, is the benefactor. We are the beneficiaries of his grace. So, but how can you have this kind of relationship? I said to myself, because we're going to make some, I don't want to make certain assumptions. Because I understand there are people who are there equally watching us. How do you know this God? Who is this God? The Bible says, all we have sinned and we've come short of God's glory. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But I have good news for us this morning. God has a gift for every man. And God's gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus. In John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have what? Eternal life. So God is the originator of relationship. He is the originator of relationship. Jesus did not come to start a religion. Jesus came to bring us into relationship with the Father. And so you discover that everything we do, we must defer to him. Please turn with me to Genesis chapter 13. That is our text for 
one of the texts for this morning. Genesis chapter 13. Um, what they gave to us here is from verses 6 to 7. But please, I beg you, let me read from verse 1. I will keep to time under God. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. From the Negev they continued traveling by stages towards Bethel and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abraham had built the altar. And there he worshipped the Lord God. Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abraham and Lot with all their flocks and heads living so close together. So disputes broke out between the headsmen of Abraham and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abraham said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our headsmen. After all, we are close relatives. You see the word relative coming again. Praise the Lord. And uh, we, our second text is taken from Luke chapter 5. Again, we are told to do 6 and 7, but I want to start from verse 1 so that we take it in context. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were full of fish. They began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. In the other boat. And some boats, boat boats, were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell on his knees before Jesus and said, O oh Lord, Please leave me. I am such a sinful man. May the Lord bless the reading of his word into our hearts in Jesus' name. Beloved, I don't know what, what you are passing through. 
But we have good news for you. Verse 13 didn't start from there. Would have gone back, back, back into chapter 11. God called Abraham from a home where they were serving idols. No wonder when we started the first day, we were told about discernment, hearing. If a child of God cannot hear God, then he will begin to move around in circles and will move around aimlessly. Here was an idol worshiper. God spoke and he had. He followed God's instructions and he started living. Why won't God bless him? And Saul's attachment, we're talking about relationship. Abraham was the eldest brother to Lot's father, which is saying Abraham was a, an uncle to Lot. Why didn't he go with the third person? But he chose to follow the elder brothers, I mean his uncle. And that brought prosperity. Not only to Abraham, because Abraham responded to God, and Lot responded to the uncle that said, come, follow me, let's go. I don't know what you are passing through, but the God we serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think. That is the God we serve. I recall one year, the very year, some years back, I, the CFM invited me to Port Harcourt. And the DO then, when he was to introduce me, he said something. That you see this man here, he was almost begging on the streets of Abba. God should help our preachers. You see, at times we, we exaggerate a lot. Hmm? Like somebody coming to tell you, I preach in a gathering in Nigeria and over one million people gave their lives to Christ. Is there any stadium in this country that will carry one million? But we want to excite people. So he was trying to say, look, God raised this man. Hmm? But he said I was almost begging on the streets in Abba. Praise the Lord. So you discover that I want to encourage you. Things were really tough. I would trek like it's only uh, my sister that will probably know because her father was my deal. I could trek because I'm going for church meetings. I had a car, everything came crashing. And I do it joyfully. I was a member of the Nigerian Christian Graduate Fellowship. At the stage, I was a national prayer secretary. We were moving from city to city with joy, and yet there was nothing. And when I come back, how, how did you make it today? I said, I cameled. When you say cameled, you know what camels do in the desert. I cameled to church, and I cameled back, but with joy. Praise the Lord. 
when it was God's time, he decided to lift us up. Ordinarily, I see the grace of God here. Without grace, this man cannot be standing before you people. You know where VGC is now. You get what I'm saying? It's grace. And the day they appointed me national president, Edda had called me, that you'll be announced today. For those who were in Foursquare before that time, that year's uh, national convention was not a place believers would stay because a lot of things happened. So my wife and I had to leave. The camp was not conducive. As I got to Lagos, I came to church. When I saw his text message that you'll be announced today as National CFM President, I told him, I went out, placed a call to him, as I said, I'm not in camp, so they shouldn't do any. I'm not in camp. I've left camp. He said, it does not really matter. When I was announced, I wasn't in camp. When I got back into the church, I laid on the floor. I started weeping. God, why me? But I saw grace here. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Perhaps you think, look. Things are, I've done all I could do, but things are not working out. Trust him, the one who is above. For those of us that were at this year's ICML, I'm just trying to encourage you, those who are around at this year's ICML. I'm saying this thing with all sense of modesty. When they declare the 40 days for waiting. You know what we do every January, and of course, this time around, we started from December. I went through all of that, but for the ICML, I had to go for yet another 40 days. And my wife saw me and went to Mommy Gio, please talk to my husband. He's carrying this thing too far. With all I had done, when we got to camp, the first two days, you saw what happened. The heavens were open. And the rains were coming. And people were all, members of my committee, they were all doing that. I said, look, just cheer up. It's God's own business. Praise the Lord. I said, this mouth will not tell God, why me? After she, my wife came in, she said, the auditorium is leaking badly. She said, but I encouraged myself. I said, these are showers of blessing." And the thing lifted my spirit. Beloved, it does not matter what you are going through now. The God we serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think, according to his power that is at work. He's the one that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's not about you. The fasting didn't make anything. It's not about me. God will do what he wants to do in your life. But the truth of the matter is that stay connected. Stay connected to him. That's the, that, that, it is one relationship that you cannot fault at all. So let us maintain and keep this relationship. But adventure, you don't know him. You've not come to terms with the saving knowledge of Christ. Christ. 
Beloved, make up your mind today. And then you will see God at work. Beloved, I believe in prosperity. But it is not at the expense of holiness. And that is how it goes. When you have settled that, then this other one will fall in place. Praise the Lord. I pray God gives us understanding in Jesus' name. Now let us go to the horizontal relationship because of time. Some things happened. Some things happened. So let us draw from the testimonies of Peter and the testimony of Abraham. He was so blessed that Wahala came. And we, as you look at the relationship with people, which is the second aspect, we have to be careful because this kind of relationship, the horizontal one, is based on mutual respect. People will tell you all kinds of things. But Abraham, a man like Abraham, then he was called Abraham. For us today, in this dispensation, please don't mind me when I use the word Abraham. And you are looking at your Bible, you are seeing Abraham. But we know that they are one and the same persons. Praise the Lord. So we are told Lot, Abraham took Lot with him. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. The true test of a healthy relationship will come when there is strife and crisis. When such times come, how do you manage them? Genesis chapter 13, 1 to 7. Genesis chapter 13, 1 to 7. And that's the place I read. Strife eventually came between uncle and nephew. They were not the ones fighting. It was their headsmen. So this headsmen thing did not start today. It has always been there. And you look at them, sincerely, they are troublemakers. And when the thing happened, the man that has this connection with God said, look, we should not fight with each other. We are brothers. Ordinarily, he would have said, you know, you know what? I'm the senior here. God bless you when you are eating with your dad. If, he, if you are Fortunate enough for daddy to say, come and eat with you. Those days, oh, you know, nowadays, when God was saying, seeing that Abraham will command his children after him, he didn't say Abraham will plead with them. Oh. Most of this generation, most of our fathers now, what do we do? Uh, uh, junior, please come. 
I was not brought up that way. I chopped king, this man. I chopped king. Fathers no longer command their children. Instead, we are taking it, we are bringing in a scripture eh, that is not meant for that place. Come, let us resume together. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, these headsmen, they started with their problem. And Abraham now said, look, we must not have this kind of thing. You know what you will do? Look at, we have so much this thing around us. You choose one place, go that way, then I go the other way. So, Lot looked. Sorry, I'm not a Yoruba man, but I learned this one. When Lot looked around, you know those people, they say, eh, Ojuko Kuro. But you people, you decided to, eh, shorten the thing to say Ojuko Kuro. Eh, Ojuko Kuro. He looked, his eyes was just somewhere. He said, uncle, eh, you say I should choose, eh? eh, uncle, I should choose, eh, yes, choose. He said, that's the place I want. That's the place you want. He said, okay, go, you and your headsmen. And so they left. But you see, that's why I said, having a relationship with God, you can't beat it. I don't know whether you've taken time to look at that scripture. When Lot was gone, God started speaking. He said, look to the north. Look to the south. Look to the east. Look to the west. As far as your eyes can carry, I'll give to you. It's your own. So what does, what's the implication of that? Even where Lord chose. And that is why today, if you look at Israel, where Lord chose, God gave to Abraham. He did not behave as if, look at this small boy. You want to choose before me. Abraham came from his high horse of Onku. If there's anything like Onkulity, he came down from there so that peace will reign. Is anybody hearing of Lord today? When we do, it's just a byword. The focus is usually on Abraham. Beloved, wherever you find yourself, in your place of work, in the marketplace, in the church, maintain a healthy relationship. And how do we do that? There was compromise here. Abraham really gave in a lot to foster what? A healthy relationship. I think we can also do the same thing. The Bible is replete with so many of these kinds of things. Jesus was talking he says, if somebody says you should go with him one mile, you should do what? If he wants to take your shirt, give him your, the suit as well. Praise the Lord. So it's, people might think you are a fool, but you are not. Years back, I was driving down in Aba, one very terrible area. Again, my sister will know the place. Very terrible area. The roads are bad. 
And as we were coming, another vehicle was coming from the opposite direction. But I, I had the good side. So I decided to go. My wife was by my side. So as the man attempted, instead of waiting, he attempted to squeeze himself. He fell into a ditch. And of course, as he was struggling, there was mud all over the place. He got down from his car. He came to me. And the next thing, I wondered, I wanted to hear what he would say. He just did Pua! on my face. My wife said, what is this? I just did like this. God bless you. He was spoiling for a fight, but I wasn't ready to give to him. You know a strong man by his comportment. You don't struggle. You don't struggle. It is not your gragra that should define you. The spirit of God in the inside of you will tell that man that you are somebody. I had two incidences like that in Abba. And one got me very uh, up there. I drove to the park. I said, do you know you squeezed me to the extent that blood was always, almost coming out of my mouth? And uh, when he did that and I drove home, went, picked my car, and drove to the park. I was going to go to the police station because I knew people there. But as soon as I got there, I said, man, do you know you injured me? He said, sorry, na devil. So I entered my car and came back. I should not even have bothered to go for him. I pray God gives us this understanding. Abraham, like we saw in the Bible, had a healthy relationship even with his servants. Some of us, the way we treat our servants, I mean house help, they are not good at all. Treat them, you are just privileged. So let us learn as you do that. These are the same people that will help you tomorrow. When it was time for war, those that were born in his house, we are the soldiers. Abraham was just giving them direction. And they defeated five countries. Again, by that other connection, and the one he, if he was maltreating them, come and go to war. Is it, okay, your, your own, we are not soldiers. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, again, I learned something when I went to last year's convention in the U.S. And I said, how I wish we can replicate this thing in Nigeria. There's a church in Maryland, Church of the Redeemers. When I got there, they have a big space. But when, this, when, when they are having programs and the place is filled up, there's a mosque in the other compound, all equally big. They will tell them, come and park here. And here in Nigeria, we are killing ourselves. The first square gospel church in Maryland, the building they are using is not their own. It's owned by the Seventh-day Adventists. 
They will use their thing on Saturday. You know, seventh day. They will do their thing on Saturday. On Sunday, first square will go there to worship. That's the kind of relationship we are talking about. The things we are doing, clearly we don't need them. I pray God will help us build healthy relationships in the name of Jesus. I said here, a good healthy relationship will open our eyes to possibilities and prepare grounds for divine multiplications. Beloved, your network, your network is tied to your network. If you want to be a low ranger, just continue. But if you are connected, somebody will just come, ah, bro, I was here. In fact, the district of Asia Onicha was were in the same church. And when I left paid job, I was very green. I was using their office. They went to a place in Owere where they were to do this aluminum thing. And the man now asked them, after their presentation, do you know somebody that can handle marble for you? I mean, for us. They said, yes, we know. What marble looks like then, I don't even know. And the job was Hallmark Bank. I don't know. Broad Street does this. And when they, when they came back and told me, okay, this is it. I said, no problem. I have some Ghanaians and Togolese that can do the thing for me. We rushed down to Lagos, went to Karara Marbles then, and of course, the rest is history. That's because there's that relationship. And of course, people, what I do today by the grace of God is as a result of networking. I pray God gives us grace to maintain healthy relationships in Jesus' name. If I don't talk about mothers, our children, I would not have done anything. Beloved, God will help us. You know, men were a bit aggressive. Eh? Let us deal with them. That weaker vessel, Bible is saying, does not mean that they are weak. You know, they can multitask more than us. Is that not true? We attend vigils. When I come back, I'm just, um, I just hit the bed straight. But you discover that the woman keeps going and on and on and on. So why will you not do for her what is due her? So let's maintain healthy relationships with our wife. Your prayer will not go anywhere. Eh? If I had come here today and I had issues with my wife, I'll come here, I'll just be muttering. I won't even come. That's me. I'll just call uh, our bishop. Say, sir, I cannot come today. I'm low in spirit. Please bear with me. Help me talk to our Father and the Lord, uh, Reverend Amir Daji, that this is my challenge. That's what I would have done. But when you maintain healthy, I'm sure she's praying for us back home. In fact, before I stepped out of the house, I came close to her on the bed. Please pray for me. Some of us, we believe, uh, this, uh, how can a woman pray for me? 
but our founder is a woman. Praise the Lord. So relationship pointers. I don't have the time. The time is up. Communication is key. Abraham communed with God at every point in time. We saw that in David as well. He also maintained a regular, healthy relationship with God. Abraham also had communication with his, with his nephew, and there was no problem at the end of the day. Another pointer is hospitality. We saw what Abraham did when he saw those men coming. He rushed to them. And because of that, Abraham had a privileged information as touching what God was about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. Please do not be rude when communicating with yourselves. Build friendship acquaintances, but above all, let acquaintanceship graduate to friendship and let friendship graduate to love. In conclusion, as we celebrate Father's Day today, let us be mindful of the fact that the impact and effect of a healthy relationship is what provokes divine intervention that ultimately will lead to divine multiplication. Shall we bow our heads as we begin to talk to God? That I've set my hands on the plow. That let pray that God will give you the grace not to look back. Pray that you will handle God's cross until the day he will call you in glory. Pray that the Lord will strengthen you with might by his spirit, even in the inner man. Pray that the Lord will enable you to walk in the counsel of his will. Above all, that we all walk worthy of God in Jesus' name. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you for the privilege you've given to us. We have delivered that, O Father Lord, which you have laid in our hearts. May your word profit us. May your word not stand against us on the day of judgment. Blessed be the name of the Most High. Jesus' mighty name we pray.